The gospel for today is found in the second chapter of the book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of, of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to be together again as part of the body of believers. And God bless us as we spend time together in the word of God. I uh, want to start off with an, a Latin vocab lesson. Are you ready for a little Latin today? All right, one word. The word is oculus, O-C-U-L-U-S, oculus. Would you please say that word with me on the count of three? One, two, three. Oculus. Awesome. The reason I share that with you, the word oculus uh, is the Latin word for eye, the means by which we see. Uh, and uh, in uh, an architectural feature in cathedrals, domed cathedrals uh, built throughout the centuries. At the very pinnacle of the dome was a little window, in fact, sometimes even an actual opening through which light would be permitted to pass through to illumine uh, the space below. And what do you think the name of that little window or that little opening was called? You're right, oculus, the means by which we see the light that comes through and shines on below. But more than just an architectural feature in domed cathedrals, whenever the festival of Pentecost would come around, 
one of the things that oftentimes that they would do is they would take basketfuls, and I mean basketfuls upon basketfuls of red uh, rose uh, petals, and they would pour them out through the oculus, through that opening, and they would come fluttering down upon the worshipers below, reminding them of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the tongues of fire that alighted on the heads of those early followers of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now understand, this harkens back to a day and time when there was no television, when there was no radio, when there were no movies, there was no computer technology, no high-tech wizardry. These were simple people living in a simpler time. And I want you to try to imagine yourself being a worshiper back then to be able to experience this and to be reminded that Pentecost was not just simply a one-day event in the history of the church that we celebrate, but an ongoing experience that we continue to, to enjoy the blessings of even to this day. Well, my friends, we may be 2,000 years or several thousand years removed from those simpler days, but even we today need to be reminded anew of the ongoing presence and power and working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just as much as they did back then, just as much as those first disciples needed to be reminded of that. And so today what I would like to do is we focus on the work of the Holy Spirit, the festival of Pentecost, to be reminded of the Spirit's working in our lives. There's four ways in which I would like to remind you for us to review and be reminded of how the Holy Spirit continues to work in our lives today. First of all, the Holy Spirit proclaims the truth to us. This is where we need to be reminded of several significant truths. Truth number one, Almighty God created you and me so that we might have an everlasting relationship with Him. Truth number two, sin ruined that relationship. Truth number three, there is nothing that either you or I can do to fix that brokenness between us and God. Truth number four, because of our sin, because of our brokenness, we deserve nothing but God's wrath and eternal punishment. Truth number five, that is not how God wanted the story to end in our lives. And so God determined long ago a means by which he would send his son who would go to the cross to be our savior so that we might be restored, redeemed and restored in our relationship with Almighty God. Five significant truths. But there's one more truth I want you to be aware of today. These five truths over here, you and I would know nothing about these truths were it not for the working of the Holy Spirit. And that is one of the things that we celebrate anew on this Pentecost, on the continued work of the Holy Spirit. Several Bible passages I, I wish to share with you. First of all, Jesus spoke in John 14. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. And then in John 15, when the counselor comes, who will, whom I will send in the, in, from my Father, 
the spirit of truth who goes out from my Father. He will testify about me. And then finally in John's first letter, this is the one who came by water and the blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is truth. My friends, it is the Holy Spirit who not only speaks the truth to us about our uh, human sinful condition and our separation from God, but it is also the Holy Spirit who comes to you and me through the power of God's Word and repeatedly says, look to Jesus. Look at what Jesus has done for you. Look to the cross and see what has taken place there for you. What a blessing it is for you and me that, we, that the Holy Spirit continues to do that to us, to point us to Jesus, to point us to the truths of God's Word. Were it not for the Holy Spirit, not one of us here would know any of this. And that is why even to this day, we continue to give thanks for the working of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives. Secondly, the Holy Spirit validates the truth about us. Understand, sin has separated us from God. And even as believers, the sins that you and I continue to commit each and every day have the potential to lead us further and further and further away from Almighty God. And that's where along the way it would be easy for any one of us to begin to think that, that given not only the consistency of our sins, but even given the depravity of our sins, that there is no way that the God of all creation could ever or would ever love us again. And again, that is where the Holy Spirit continues to be at work, even to this day, in your life and in my life. Consider these portions of Scripture from Paul's letter to Titus. God saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Going on in Romans 8. For we did not receive a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear. But you received the spirit of sonship. And by that spirit we cry, Abba, Father. And then in John's first letter. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. My friends, it is the Holy Spirit who assures us that through faith in Jesus Christ, we are God's children. For each of us, our own personal Pentecost took place the day that we were baptized. And, and, and for some of you, it happened at this very uh, spot, in this very space. Through God's word, the Holy Spirit assures us that we have been adopted into God's family. Our sins are forgiven, and we are assured of eternity in heaven with Almighty God. In the moment that we came to faith in Jesus Christ, we also received the working of the Holy Spirit who promises that even in the twists and the turns of life, the ups and the downs, that God is always there for us. It is the Holy Spirit who comforts us when we are sad. It is the Holy Spirit who lifts us up when we are down. 
It is the Holy Spirit who reminds us that God loves us no matter what. What a blessing it is that you and I continue to this day in the work of the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit empowers the truth through us. Understand, Satan robs us of our ability to live out our life in, in Almighty God in joy and in happiness. In fact, what, what he wants to do is to subdue us. He wants to get us to, in essence, just to, to, to kind of shut up and to disappear. And thus we face all forms of, and it seems to be increasing more and more, spiritual intimidation, spiritual bullying, uh, just doing everything that he can to try and silence us as, as believers. And it's oh so easy for any one of us to become timid, to become afraid of living out our faith, of celebrating exactly what it is that Almighty God has done for us through Jesus Christ. I mean, like Peter in his moment of denying Jesus, we too have our moments where we cower in fear. But this is where the Holy Spirit, even to this day, comes alongside to be there for us. We read in Acts 1 where Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, Samaria to the ends of the earth. Reading also Jesus said in John 14 again, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you which sets the stage for what Jesus then said in Luke 12. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. My friends, it is the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to live out our faith openly as children of God. He, promptly, uh, he, or he prompts us to gladly live out our faith in a way that is not only a blessing to us, but also is a blessing to others around us. It is the Holy Spirit. We refer to it as the fruit of the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit living in us who moves us to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The kind of fruit that's not only a blessing to us, but it's a blessing to others as well, especially as we deal with some of the brokenness that, that we're confronted with this side of heaven. It is the Holy Spirit who enables us to live out our lives in such a way where we can be a blessing to others, even as others have been a blessing to us, even as our Lord Jesus has been a blessing to us. And fourthly, the Holy Spirit intensifies the truth between us. Understand more than anything else, Satan is out to rob us of any and all relationships that we have in our lives, to disrupt them and to try and move us into a, a world where we go through the life feeling all alone. He seeks to drive a wedge between each of us and our relationship with Almighty God. He intends to drive a wedge between each of us and our relationships with others, beginning in our families beginning in our friend, going on in our friendship circles, including also the relationship that God wants us to enjoy with one another as brothers and sisters of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And as a result, what he wants is to bring us to a point where we feel as if we are going through life all alone, feeling abandoned and forsaken. But here again is where the Holy Spirit continues to be at work each and every day in our lives. Consider these portions of Scripture from Acts 9, how the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in reverence and awe of the Lord. And then Paul's letter, first letter to the Corinthians. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. And then Paul continues this thought in Galatians 3. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. One of the great hymns that we enjoy to sing from time to time is, Blessed be the tie that binds. How God takes us from wherever we, we come from and brings us together and makes us not just simply a, a, a a circle of friends, but truly in that spiritual sense, that sense of family. He draws us together and binds us together in the church. When you think about it, the followers of our Lord Jesus Christ are such a diverse group of individuals. I mean, we come from different ethnic groups, social backgrounds, life's experiences, the way and where you and I were raised. We, we have different and unique abilities, gifts, talents, and passions. There is so much that is so different about each and every one of us that it would be so easy for us to not get along. In fact, when selfishness and pride enters in, we even have moments sometimes, even in the church, where we don't get along because of sin getting in the way. But yet when the Holy Spirit is at work, all you have to do is take a look how the church uh, throughout the centuries has, had, has been brought together and remained as one in spite of the diversity. Indeed, that is one of the things that marks us and, and, and empowers our witness as a body of believers and makes the church so special. The Spirit is the one who draws us together and gives us opportunity to be there for one another just as God has been there for us through faith in Jesus Christ, to care for one another, to pray for one another, to help one another, to reach out to one another as we continue to walk this road unto everlasting life and as we walk to reach out to others around us and bring them in so that they can join with us along the way. What a blessing it is for us to continue to have the Holy Spirit at work in our lives each and every day. My friends, the Holy Spirit is to us as wind is to a kite. He lifts us up through faith in Jesus Christ and enables us to, short, to soar to new heights. He empowers our lives. He deepens our faith. He motivates our ministry and mission. And He demonstrates beyond a shadow of a doubt that the God of all creation has a place, has a purpose, has a plan for each and every one of us foremost of which is that each and every one of us would know Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord.
my dear, dear friends, on Pentecost. God's promised spirit was poured out, but not just simply as a one-time event, but as an ongoing event that you and I get to enjoy and experience and celebrate each and every day. The spirit wants to work in young and old alike. He wants to work to make the church, to make our church a living, renewed, refreshed, revitalized to do his work, to be the church ready with the gospel to draw all those for whom Jesus Christ died into that everlasting relationship with him. Indeed, not only does the Holy Spirit want to live in you and me, but he also wants to work through you and me each and every day of our lives. To that end, my simple prayer for each and every one of us today, and I pray that it would be your prayer as well, that the Holy Spirit would fall afresh on us, not only today, but each and every day of our lives, even unto everlasting life. God, grant that to each of us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.